Are you looking for a practice coach? If you are, go to ptpracticesuccess.com. At the very top of the page, there's a button. Just click on that to find out more. All right, folks, so we're just getting things rolling here and starting on our presentation um, that I hope we're going to get some uh, some good effects out of. Uh, the, the talk I want to dive in on and kind of get involved in is something that I've seen in so many practices. You know, I've been working with private practices for 25, so many years, more than that, uh, private practice um, uh, business owners. Right. And it usually started out in the very beginning where people would come to a workshop on how to market to get more new patients. We call it a new patient course. And we'd have people fly in from all over the US and Canada for this event in one of our three locations in Florida, Seattle, or Vancouver. And, and what I would find in just kind of taking a hand count of staff and, and that people had on their team and, and the number of, um, you know, business owners in attendance, I would ask the question, how many of you have somebody who has a full-time job marketing your business? How many of you have someone who's eats, sleeps, and breathes new patients into your practice? And what we found is that um, the vast majority of them didn't have anyone who does it. And we only marketing takes place is when the numbers are down, not all the time. It's just when the numbers are down, somebody goes out and pounds the pavement or we put out an ad or we send out a postcard or, you know, someone buys a bag of donuts or something like that. But it's very sporadic. So what I say commonly is that people don't build their practices to expand. They build them to maintain. And I see this all the time is that we have. Uh, normal amount of promotion or uh, marketing efforts that we're putting into something. And then we actually are not um, kind of tracking um, what happens when we get to a certain level. So what, what I look at is this one point here, like the three points of, uh, of having a found the foundations that are necessary to to build the, the practice that you you would like to build and the three pillars are you know related to three different things and they are get the patient treat the patient and get the money treat to get the patient treat the patient get the money and so when you start out of business and it's just you you oftentimes have an office manager for me is my mother-in-law she worked for free right so it's yourself and you got maybe an office manager who maybe also does your billing. Sometimes that has to get farmed out because it's more complicated than it used to be. So sometimes that's farmed out and you have a receptionist, you farm out your biller and it's just yourself. As you begin to grow, the next person you tend to hire is another physical therapist. And I always tell people that that's the worst mistake you can make. And you say, well, wait a minute, it's myself as the only PT and business owner I have a receptionist slash biller, say it's the same person. And the next person you say should not be a PT, I say, yes, the next person should not be a PT. Because what are you doing, Mr. Practice Owner or Mrs. Practice Owner? You are trying to get your business busier. You are, I don't know, um, dropping off donuts, having an open house, no one attends, um, sending out mailers, hopefully uh, putting out ads. You're doing marketing actions to get the practice busier. So it was the marketing actions that you took on that made your practice busier. So to kind of like um, quit those marketing actions at some point because, uh, well, they 
um, they got you to where you wanted to go. So you brought on a therapist. So you, now you have two yourself as a therapist. You have your, your you have a marketer, and excuse me, you have a clinician. You have yourself right? Um, who's also doing marketing. And you end up with a practice that kind of sits flat. If you hire this, if your first hire that you hire after a receptionist is a marketer, then you're going to be hiring a PT next. And what I tell clients to do is you want a one-to-one relationship between an administrative staff and a clinical staff. So I'll show you how that works, right? So yourself as the only employee, you are also administrative and clinical and you get to work 80 hours a week, right? So you're uh, the CEO and the chief cook and bottle washer and physical therapist and you answer your own phones and everything else like that. Then the next person you bring in is to handle some administration, front desk, patient intake, authorizations, maybe insurance, and you're doing patient care, okay? Then you get busier. So now we have one clinical, we have one admin. Now we hire somebody else. I say we hire another admin and that would be a marketer, a full-time marketer. And if he or she is worth their salt and really becomes professional, you're gonna be having to hire a clinical staff. So So you have a clinical person in yourself, you have a receptionist admin, you have a marketer admin, you hire another therapist, right? So now you have two clinical, two admins, right? Maybe the next hire that you bring on is another clinician, maybe a PTA, maybe a PT. You cut down your hours a little bit at the you know, patient care level and manage more. And you begin to build this third pillar called marketing. And um, if, if you're on this call at all, I would bet if you are seeing anything under 300 visits, you probably don't have a marketer. Like somebody who eats, sleeps, breathes, strategizes, plans, um, and studies marketing. And so when you're looking to build, in, build up your practice and get to that next level, you cross that threshold. And you cross that threshold, not by how do I find another therapist? How do I keep the wheels on this bus? But how do I drive in more business than we can shoot away at gunpoint? How do I back the boss up? Now, sometimes I'll talk to clients who don't have, you know, large aspirations. You know, they don't want to have, you know, 10 clinics with them, with a shrine out front holding a goniometer and look at me and all that kind of stuff. They, they want to have, uh, you know, a very balanced life. They want to practice that takes very good care of them uh, and gives them the freedom to do other things that they'd like to do. And that's great, okay? But the way to be able to do that and do that well is to push it beyond what you think it could do because you can always throttle back, but it's hard to throttle up. So if you're actually getting aggressive marketing going on and it gets to be too busy, you just throttle back some marketing. But if you're not getting enough marketing and promotion out, you have a roller coaster practice. You treat the patient, you know, you do your thing, and then the stats begin to drop and then you have to go out and market and get more patients to come back in and you kind of going up and down in this bit of a roller coaster, right? So if you don't want to have a roller coaster practice, then you want to have standard marketing actions. Now, what would be the standard marketing actions to fill out your third pillar? Well, it would depend a little bit on your practice. And I certainly am willing to talk to you if you'd like to have a chat about what would be appropriate for your practice. Some people will consider that, you know, where I really need to get my action from are from ads. Well, that, that can be 
pretty good. You can get some action from your ads, but you can get an awful lot from area physicians. It seems that what's been going in recent years is that the, the doctor has become a little bit less important for, for so many of the smaller practices because they're being told that there's an easier way to get new patients that doesn't require a whole lot of courage. Not at all. If you could just write a check to a marketing company who does ads, you can just sit back and take in those new patients. If it was really that simple all by itself, it just really isn't, you know? Ads can work for you very well. But if you had someone going out representing you, your practice to area physicians and front desk people, you will begin to build momentum. You will begin to, to be more and more remembered by those offices and, the, and thus get referrals. So um, not like a, an anti-ads guy, but if you got a practice that's doing under 300, 200 visits, or probably under 200 visits, you need to have somebody hitting the streets. Boom, 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 boom. Really focusing on that. That person can then also develop into, into doing ads for you, but have them hit the street. Now, does it take more courage to go out and knock on doors and face rejection once in a while? Yep. So how do you best find those people? Now you can pay, I don't know, 90 grand to get yourself a Pfizer rep or something like that and be extremely disappointed because those guys are really good at spending your marketing dollar. Or you can take somebody who's in-house, like could be a, if you have a tech that you hire, who's outgoing, um, gets along well with patients, believes in what you guys offer, what your products are, you know, they're on the team and you get them to go out and represent you visiting physician offices um, just as a start just as a very beginning start. They walk in, they introduce themselves to the receptionist, they hand over their business card, they thank um, the receptionist to make sure she thanks Dr. Smith for referring patients to your practice, even if they're not, um, <laughs> and um, gets their name and says, you know, um, please don't hesitate to give me a call if you need anything, have a great day. And she just does that 50 times, at least 50 times, 50 different offices, runs around, does those things. And they'll be, you'll start to develop as you go back to another office a second time or a third time, you start to notice they brighten up when they see you, they're very friendly towards you, and it, it can open the door towards them referring to you. Now, often you'll find that the front desk is the referral source and not the doctor. So it's very good to actually track those metrics. So if I visited this office and I got these patients from it, now it may not happen the moment you walk in, but if you're tracking it over time, if you track Bob Smith, Dr. Bob Smith's office, and you have somebody going in, stopping in and saying hello to the receptionist, you know, once a week or something like that, just checking in. Um, I have a whole series of steps that you follow, but the very first one is you introduce yourself, you thank them for referring, you hand over your business card, you get that person's name, um, you let them know if there's anything that you need from me, um, just don't hesitate to come and call. It's so nice to speak to you. And variations of that theme um, several times until you find out whether you have an ally at the front desk or not. So if I'm visiting you, whoever you are at the other end of this little dot I'm looking at. So if I'm visiting you and you are happy with uh, my relationship with stopping in and you're pleasant towards me and you're like, Hey, Sean, how's it going? It's pretty good. Sally, how you been? And, and it's going really well, but there's no referrals. If I'm not getting any referrals, then I have to go speak to the next person. And if I built an ally, I've got a person at the front desk who might say, 
um, you know, support you in meeting the next most important person, be it office manager, referral coordinator, or the doctor. So I've found the best way to actually speak to a physician um, is to ask the receptionist, what does Dr. Smith look like? And if I built an ally, I popped in enough times that she's on my team, then I have a pretty good chance that she'll tell me something like, you've never met Dr. Smith? No, I wouldn't know him if he walked right by me. Oh my goodness, would you like to meet him? Well, sure, but I only want to take a minute of his time. So you go, okay, again, we're developing this third pillar, right? Marketing. And it doesn't have to be complicated. It's just somebody has to own it. So you say, well, yeah, well, I only want to take a minute of his time. Well, great. So you walk back, <clears throat> excuse me, you walk back, you put out your hand, you say, hi, Dr. Smith, you shake his hand. Okay. You look at your watch. You go on the one and take a minute of your time. You hand him his card. My name is Sean Kirk. I'm in charge of marketing for ABC physical therapy. We really appreciate the support that you've been giving to our practice. And I want you to know if there's anything that you need, please don't hesitate to give me a call. And then look back at my watch and I go, huh, I got 15 seconds to spare doctor. You have a great day. And then you step straight back and then you turn and walk away. And so every doctor, if you ever get a chance to meet a doctor, he has this kind of force field up, right? If any of you guys have ever gone out to glad hand a few docs, they, they aren't like warm commonly. They're kind of like, oh, hi, how can I help you? You know, they've got their, they're like pushing back at you because they're busy. They don't want you humping their leg and taking up all their time, right? So they're kind of busy. So they're out like this, right? So what you, you when, when you walk in, you shake his hand, um, you look at your watch, only want to take a minute of your time. Then you hand them your card and then you let them know you appreciate the referrals. And if there's anything that you need, don't hesitate to call me. When you go to step back, then that, that doctor is very common. Well, they'll sell, they'll say something. They'll go, um, um, well, can you tell me a little bit about the practice? What you do in that case is you say, well, I made an agreement with Sally at the front desk that I'd only take a minute of your time. And doctor, I want you to know I'm not one of those guys that just hang around. So um, I know you're super busy. And you step back again. And the doctor would say, well, um, I have a few minutes. Well, how much time do you have, doctor? Well, I have five minutes. <sighs> you know, and then you'll just latch on and start talking to that doctor. So you, you, he has a force field. He's kind of pushing at you. And then when you withdraw quickly, it's like he pushes into that, like, whoa, you know, you, you've, you've, he reaches, so to speak, if that makes any sense at all, right? So many, many years ago, when I had my PT practice in Cincinnati, there was a Chattanooga representative. Now, I bought, I bought a bundle, a bundle of equipment from Chattanooga. And it wasn't because I thought it was the best equipment back then. It was just because um, the guy, the best salesman. So what this guy did, and again, we're talking about building your third pillar. What this guy did is he came to see my receptionist, Patricia, and introduced herself, himself and handed over his card. And he, you know, he, he, um, he's with Keys Global Medical and he wanted me to, wanted her to tell me that um, if there's anything that I need to, to, to give him a call. But he didn't try to meet me. He was just telling her. And he popped in like two or three times. Super friendly to her. I never met him. But won her over as an ally. 
versus everybody else who would just sit in the waiting room for that chance to see you and talk to you. Have you ever those guys? They drive me nuts. Kind of want to punch them in the face, but they sit there and so eventually you got to go, yes, what do you need? Right. And they'll talk to you and you go get out of my office now. And, but this guy wouldn't do that. He would only come be friendly to Patricia, build an alley with Patricia. And then one day he says, what does Sean look like? And she says, you've never met him. Same story. And, um, and she, he was, well, I would love just to take a minute of his time, if you wouldn't mind, just to say hello. So she goes and buzzes me and says, I got this guy from Keys Global Medical, Bert Global on the phone, and he wants to know, he wanted to meet you. He said, he'd only take a minute of your time. I'm like, uh-huh. She says, no, really. I, I, you know, I think he'll be quick. I go, okay. So I walk out into the waiting room. The guy reaches out his hand. He shakes my hand. He says, hi, Sean. I'm, I'm Bert Goble from Keys Global Medical. Here's my card. And uh, I, I want you to know that we're, we're about largely for Chattanooga products, although we sell other products. But I just wanted to put my, my face in front of you, get a chance to meet you and say hello. And if there's anything that you need at all, don't hesitate to give me a call. And then he looks back at his watch and he goes, I got 30 seconds to spare. And he leaned in a little bit. And then he goes, you have a great day. And then he stepped back and he turned and he went to the door and I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. I go, Bert, and he turns back around and I go, so what kind of things do you sell? And the hook went in. And, again, and then he said, well, I look, I just told Patricia, I'd only take a minute of your time. I know you're super busy. And I go, I got a few minutes. He goes, well, how much time do you have? I go, I've got about five minutes. So I've stolen this lock, stock and barrel, right? I have a course called how to talk to doctors. And it's really like how to, well, work your way over <clears throat> the front desk and get them to win, win you, win, how to win them over and get them to referring. And if they're not referring, how to win over the office manager or the doctor or whomever to get them to refer, right? Um, and it's called how to talk to doctors because that's what most people are afraid of, talking to doctors. So it's actually pretty easy. They put their pants on just like all of us, right? So, um, but the that particular action of how, what does a doctor look like as a way for your third pillar person that you're developing to go out and make herself himself known and make therefore your practice better known is uh, you went over an ally at the front desk. If you got an ally at the front desk and she's a referral source, you're going to notice that with the referrals. So if you walked up and saw the front desk, um, you know, ABC orthopedics and you popped in there a few times and all of a sudden your referrals from ABC orthopedics increased. Um, I would I would consider that the referral source is the front desk. Okay, don't try to climb over the front desk to talk to the referral coordinator or the office manager or the nurse because the most important person might be the one who answered that phone. It might be the person across from the counter. So you ignore people at your own peril. Right? You never want to do that. So you're right there. You're right in front of them. And um, if they're influencing referrals, do not pass go. Do not go talk to the office manager. Do not try to talk to the referral coordinator. Do, talk, do not try to talk to the doctor. If my volume is going up just by popping my nose in the door and saying, hey, Sally, hey, Sean, and I get a patient, um, I'm not going to make this more complicated than that. Because uh, some will say, well, gosh, it's really good with her. What it would happen if you met the doctor? Well, who knows? But I know it works with her. So I'm going to stick with what I know. So if I actually had a full-time marketer and, and she was running around for my practice, which I did, um, what we would identify 
in the very beginning of the week were the front desk people who were um, influencing referrals. And we'd go boom, 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 boom. And we'd hammer those people in the beginning of the week because we can do a lot of stops, be very productive in those stops in a few couple minutes, right? Two minutes a stop on the top end, probably one minute a stop on average. And they could go boom, 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 boom. But if when it's those, the, if the office manager is the one that influence, influences referrals, you might be sitting in the waiting room for a few minutes to talk to her. If it's the doctor who's really kind of okay meeting you, but you still have to wait 20 minutes in the waiting room, it's not efficient because it's a numbers game. And so you always want to create a rising statistics. You know, you start the actions in the very beginning of the week that creates rising statistics. You don't do that at the end of the week. So you go, okay, I'm going to go and hit 50 offices and then um, maybe in the next two days, right? First two days of the week, I'm going to hit 50 offices. I'm going to go where the low-hanging fruit is. And those would be my receptionist who, if I charm them just a tiny bit, I'll get referrals, right? Um, and, you, and you track that. You have a spreadsheet for that. Keeps track of that kind of stuff. Well, it doesn't do anything, but you can use it to keep track of that kind of stuff. Um, and so you start noticing if you, when you stop in a doctor's offices, on a, about an every um, week to two week period, no more than two weeks, you stop in a doctor's office, you stop in a doctor's office, you stop in a doctor's office, and there's no change in the referral, but you built an ally. What does the doctor look like? Is it possible I could take a minute of his time, right? If only if I have an ally, if I'm stopping into the doctor's office, talking into the doctor's office, and I'm getting a cold reception almost every time I go to the front and, and to see the front desk, then I put them on the back burner for a while, even if they happen to be a very big referral. I'm not directly influencing them by going out and visiting. So I'll put them on the back burner. I'm going to go where they can win over the front desk people because they're my allies that will open the door to the best day to visit with the doctor, um, that today's not a good day. He is on the war path. You know, um, his baby didn't sleep well or whatever it would be. You know, they would tell you all that stuff. They say Thursday mornings are best, usually around 10 o'clock. I'll see you then. Got my ally. She gave me the best time to show up. So we have three pillars in a PT practice. We have, you know, the actions that we take to treat our patients, right? We do a really good job. I mean, patient care is like falling off a log for all of us. You know, it's like um, super easy. I always see when to go and get stuff, the owner treats patients, which is the worst place for he or she to be because someone has to steer the ship. Um, and no one's going to steer it but you, right? Much as you love patient care. And if you actually confronted developing a full-time marketing person in your practice, regardless of the size you want to be when you grow up, you will get there faster. You'll have more freedom sooner and more money a lot faster. So if you don't have this person on your team and you want to get somebody like this on your team, reach out. I'll talk you through it. It actually really isn't that hard. Don't hire for a marketer. You'll be disappointed. Hire for a salesperson. Okay. A marketer shows up and they'll want to create copy and make designs and do cute little emails and those types of things. And although those are valuable, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a salesperson, somebody who goes out there and makes you known outside of the clinic. That person is the foundation for all the other promotion that comes later. So I know I get on these calls. I do a little bit of rambling. Uh, maybe one of these days, we, you know, we can have like some other people. We'll just 
instead of doing it in a webinar format, we'll do it in a, a Zoom format. But you have know, done so many Zoom webinars and most of the time people just sit there and look at you, right? So if, if you wanna engage with me, um, please feel free to. Um, there's always a way somewhere on the in the in the group where you can reach out to me and set up an appointment. Uh, we'll try to figure out how to let you know how to do that. And um, I want to thank you all very much for hopping in. And you know, I'm trying to keep these things under 30 minutes, so I'm at 25 minutes here. And I want you all to have a really fantastic day. I'll fire out a replay tomorrow. Uh, but if you're already in the uh, um, PT Growth Strategies um, um, Facebook group. Yeah, it's going to be in the Facebook group. You'll find it there. Okay. All right, guys. Have a good one. Take care. Bye. If you like what you heard today, consider our coaching program. Go to ptpracticesuccess.com and click on the link at the top of the page.